and we are back. I am Eric. He is Paul. We are the Fat Packs, and this is Beckett Radio. What's up, man? Saw, dude. Saw. How you doing, man? Dude, we're in Vegas. We are at the summit. Yeah. We are in Vegas. We are having a good time. We are tired already. Yeah, we we're just already got tired. Here. But we have a fantastic first interview to kick this summit we, off with. I think we have the best possible first interview we could have. Mr. Brian Gray of, of Leaf fame is in the house. But the thing is, is I heard him, I heard him sitting over a table over right? telling, telling 30 years worth of stories. I was like, hold on, man. You got to come over here. Yeah, we got to get this is good stuff. Yeah, this is great stuff, good actually. Stuff. Brian, thank you, for, thank you for joining the show. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Can't wait to fit 30 years in 30 seconds or minutes or whatever we got. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sounds good. We got as long as you need, man. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just talk about where, where you got started. In. You, you were telling us a little bit off air back in 1987. Is that right? Yeah, I did my first card shows in 87. I was a wet behind the years high school kid. Nice. I think I was a, a sophomore in high school. But it was so easy back then because, you know, really, people hadn't figured out that you could buy a box of cards at Sam's for $12 yes. and open it and sell every single card for like 30 every <laughs> yeah. time, again and again and again and again and again. And so being a somewhat intelligent high school kid, I knew it would come to an end Sure. because eventually markets become efficient. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can't just buy a box for 12 and every single time sell the cards for 30 without exception. Right. It was unbelievable. And so... Obviously, you could open a Beckett and add up all the prices of your cards like every kid did. Yep, every kid did. But back then, you could actually sell the cards and get pretty much what they were worth every time. You know, so it was a very inefficient time. But fortunately, for a wet behind the kid like me, it meant I was able to make money, which was quite good. And then, you know, over the next few years, we ramped up. But, you know, it was a pretty cool environment doing shows back then. It was very different. There were 50 shows a weekend in Dallas in 1990. That's amazing. Every weekend. Wow. 40 shows, 20 shows. I mean, it was like we literally would get up at 7 in the morning to go to every show in Dallas, and we wouldn't finish till 5 in the afternoon. Wow. That's amazing. Because there were so many shows. So it's just a crazy time. You know? And it's nothing like that now. No. Nothing like that. Like in Dallas, we yeah. probably have one show a month. Maybe yeah. two. Maybe two. Maybe, yeah. two, maybe two, but two. that's only in the last couple of years. Right. right. We had like a multi-year period where we had one show a year. Jeez. Wow. Where there was nothing. But there literally would be 20, 30, 40 a weekend, and you'd open the sports page, and there'd be little block ads. Like just piles of them, and you like have to like plan out your routes. You go to Irving, Arlington, Desoto. You're everywhere. everywhere. You know, it was crazy. That's absolutely insane. You know, let's back up a second. What else is crazy is the fact that you made money selling 1987 Topps cards. 87 Donruss was, Donruss. Oh, okay. that was my bird of Nobody prey. makes money selling that because stuff they had now. So many cases, <laughs> Sam's would keep getting cases. We paid two forty a case, twelve dollars right. a box. Right. And it was again, it was easy money. Any anybody could make money doing it. And you know, again, I still loved cards, and I had an appreciation for better stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I, I kept better stuff. Sure. I got I, I just turned and turned and turned these things. As fast as I could sort the stuff, I could sell it. Right. So it was really just, I'd, you know, I'd break three or four cases a week, $87, flip the stuff, make twelve fifteen hundred a weekend to start. Wow. You know, and you could do shows every weekend if you wanted to. I didn't the first year. I probably did eight or ten shows the first year. But then I became a road warrior, in, you know, my sophomore, uh, junior year in high school. I was doing shows, 20 shows a year, 30 shows a year. Wow. That's crazy. And you could just... It was unbelievable. I mean, I'm not bragging. You could make money by accident. I oh, wasn't yeah. even overly. I wasn't anything special. I just was right place, right time. You right. know. Yep. Right. That's crazy. That you used to do. Sh- I did shows. shows yeah, my first show was in '89. I think it was. Yeah, that, that's that was ridiculous. still a good time. I yeah. mean, the shows were still good back then. You could make money. I mean, no question. That's crazy. Yeah. So, where did you? I'm, wow, that was loud. Where do you make the jump? Where Where do you go from just a kid doing the shows to owning a company? Okay, well, here's here's kind of the progression in a nutshell. I'll keep it short because there's a lot of progression there. Okay. But first off, you know, I'm doing shows in '87, '88, '89. Uh, when I come out of high school, 
I um, 19, end of 89, early 90, that era. I come out of high school, and I end up going to work for ProSet while oh. I'm in college. Okay. So okay. I work for ProSet. All right. And I oversaw a group of, like, 50 women in a room that all they did all day was break boxes of 90 ProSet. <laughs> wow. Because the print one was so huge. What happened is things like Cody Risen and Jeff George and Keith McCants, all these oh, cards yeah, that yeah. weren't supposed to be in the boxes sure. were in there. Right. So we literally would have 50 women all day breaking cases, pulling out those cards, and then putting the rest of the cards in boxes so they could repackage it all. Oh wow! Oh, wow. So I oversaw cool. people doing it. So it wasn't like I was any high-level super executive or anything. I certainly right. wasn't. But I did that when I first started there. But, you know, that opportunity to kind of be around the manufacturing side always caught my attention. Ludd Denny, while he was not necessarily the, you know, the straightest arrow in the bunch, he built a dynasty in a very short time. Okay. And I was always impressed. It, same thing with McWilliam at Upper Deck. You know, these guys built dynasties that, like them or not, for whatever personal reasons— you have to respect what they did in the business. And so, you know, I always had that in the back of my mind. But realistically, a 20-year-old kid's not becoming a manufacturer. Sure. No. So, you know, in 1991, went to the National and joined a company called Edgeman. Mm-hmm. It was my first show with Edgeman. And I didn't walk in the show until Sunday. Wow. I stood outside really? selling promos the first four days. Did you really? I oh, sold okay. about $150,000 for the promos walking around with a briefcase outside the show. Wow. But, again, this was an era where... 150,000 people showed up at the National. Yeah, that's amazing. And they could not get in the door. Fire marshals broke it up. People are about to riot outside because they can't get into the National. Mm -hmm. Today, you could go outside the National and throw a rock, and you may not hit anyone. That's true. It's a different world. Sure. You know, everyone's in the show in five minutes. No hang-ups. No problem. Right. You know, back then, it was getting in the National was a feat. You had to get there hours and hours early. Wow. Just massive excitement and mania. You know, so I worked in the distribution side of the business where we were basically wholesalers. You know, for a long time. I mean, I did that from 1991 to 2003. I bought out the people who owned Edgeman. I was okay. just an employee then. All right. Okay. So I bought them out. Okay. Um, and I did that until 2008. Okay. And then Razor. Razor. Was my first yeah. entree oh, okay. into the card business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Started Razor in 2008. And the vision was we were sick of what Topps was doing with the rookies. Okay. Topps was able to use all the rookies. But the other companies with licenses, like Donruss and Upper Deck, could not use them. Okay. Topps was okay. grandfathered into being able to use them. Uh, okay. Well, that, pit, that kind of ticked me off right. because right. it wasn't fair. Sure. There's, everyone should use them or no one should use them. Sure. So I, in 2008, I went and signed 20 of the top 30 picks in the draft exclusive. Okay. I spent $3 million signing all the top players exclusive. Wow. And the vision was to basically give a finger to the companies that were not doing it right. Sure. And to say, listen, this thing needs to get shaken up, you sure. know. Mm-hmm. And we shook it up, you know. Was it a was it a genius business decision? I can't say it was or wasn't. <laughs> right, right. You know, I sold all the autographs and they're sitting somewhere else now, so I came out okay, but right. someone didn't somewhere. Sure. But um but again it was just a, a, a foray to kind of learn the business. Sure. So we made razor poker. We made cut signatures. We were the first company to do a cut signature in every pack of cards. Yeah. Okay. We did razor baseball. And then in 2010, we saw the opportunity to acquire the Leaf brand. Right. Because it was not being used. Okay, you know? sure. And so it was just sitting with a Finnish candy company who owned it. Mm. They weren't doing anything with it. And so we scooped. Donruss had been renting it. Okay. They'd been renting the name. Renting the name. They didn't own the it. They were using it. They were just paying a royalty to use it. Okay. Oh, wow. That's so weird. we scooped it and bought the name. Okay. okay. And said, now it's time to reinvent what we do. Let's take this name as a, as a new beginning. Let's rethink how we're doing some things. Instead of being a bull in a china shop signing every player exclusive, let's work smarter, more cost-effective. And so we've just been able to develop as a manufacturer because we 
learn some of the stuff in the Razor era. Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity with a brand that everybody knew and everybody loved popped up. And then since then, we've really, it's been an amazing transformation. Sure. What we've done with Leaf since 2010. Right. The last seven years have been pretty amazing. I mean, I, I have noticed a distinct um, progression in, in the cards back from Leaf Metal back in you know 2010. Oh to, yeah. To what it to what what it is it's now. It's unbelievable. Leaf Metal hockey comes out soon, right? Yeah, it's so, strong. Yeah, it is real strong. So, um, but you know what's great about it is you know people sometimes they like to say you know you don't you're not licensed. You know, it's only right. Topps Panini Upper Deck. They're licensed. You're not. Well, my license is the same as the one Panini has in baseball. Sure. It's just they get them all at once from the Major League Baseball Players Association. I go out and do them individually with every player. Sure. Oh, okay. My hockey license is with every single player. Upper Deck just goes and gets a basket of them from the PA. So, again, people like to kind of knock that we're not traditionally league licensed. Yeah, you see that But honestly, it lets me put so much value in the products. Mm -hmm. Open open a licensed product and see what happens. Exactly. You're going to get way more value in our products. That's why in our metal baseball you get – I think it's five or seven autographs a box. Sure. Five autographs a box. That's great. And then in Bowman, you're getting what? Two? Yeah. The jumbo checklist three, is way yeah. strong. And now you get three if you, especially yeah, if you get if you the jumbo. Yeah. The big jumbo. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but still. you're paying how much for that? Exactly. Two something. You know, in our yeah. player selection, we load it with good players. Every case of metal football has Deshaun Watson. Okay. Every single case. Oh, wow. Okay. Good luck opening a product and seeing how often you get these guys. It's, right. It doesn't work like that. So, you know, we just, we've been able to do some things like that that I think are really good value adds. And so. You know, the, I, like you said, I think the change has been amazing, the quality. Sure. But people are now looking at metal football, and they're treating it like 100% legit now. I sure. think that's what I'm looking for. They treat it like it is legit. It's not a, just a lower-tier company anymore. Yeah, or a throwaway we've product outgrown, or something We've like outgrown yeah. micro-manufacturer status like Sage or Press Pass was. Sure. Right. I think we've outgrown that. We're somewhere in the middle now. Okay. Moving toward major, which is great. We're good with that. That's awesome. I think so. Uh, the player exclusive, you guys just rocked the, the card world with that, I, I think. Yeah. Um, and then recently with Jack Eichel and Nolan That Patrick. guy's so good. People don't even know it. Yeah. I mean, Eichel le- leads the league in scoring, sure. I think, in points since the All-Star break. Right. People don't realize this. This no, guy's no, no, no. good. Yeah. No one's talking about him. If he was him. anywhere but Buffalo, sure. this guy would be on freaking fire. He's sure. so good. But the good news is... He's not our last. We have Nolan Patrick. Nolan yes. Patrick coming yes, up. Yes, we yep. do. And who knows what else we'll pull out of our bag of tricks soon. But we're we're not letting up on this. Okay. You know, we're not. Am I wrong? Were you guys the first with Pugliarvi? Pugliarvi, yeah. yeah we were the first one with that. That's what I thought. So you, you guys are just killing it there. And just the, the way it happens, I, I, know that, I know it's pissed other companies off. But you guys have done it right. And I like it, so. Yeah, no, listen, well, I, it's, not a, it's not a popularity contest. Right, if it was, exactly. I would have already lost 10 years ago. No, right. I mean, my competitors will not like me. Sure. But, you know, what's funny. We have great relationships with Tops and Panini, and we have good relationships with most of the companies except the one that doesn't like us in hockey because sure. we're not – they signed Connor McDavid. I'm not just going to roll over and play dead and say, you know, thanks right. for letting me be in business. I'm right. Gonna, right. I'm going to sharpen my teeth and bite. As you should because and it's, trust it's me, your And Nolan Patrick's just the first bite. Oh, okay. There's more bites coming in. It's going to be nasty. Sure. Okay. But we're just we're going to make the best product we can make. We don't care. You know, we're going to make the best product we can make. That's it. Since we're yeah. talking about hockey, can we can you tell us how uh, you guys came to acquire ITG? Yeah, basically I'm friends with Brian Price. I've been for years. Okay. And you know, I knew Brian wanted to kind of move on. All right. And not be in this as deep as he is. Oh, okay. And so we looked at the hockey category. We looked at his assets. His assets are ridiculous. Sure. They were. They're mine now. <laughs> but but the, the game use we have in our building, 
will literally make a hockey fan cry. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. We have, I think, about 6,000 game-used jerseys in stock. Wow. Maybe two or 3,000 sticks, pads out the yinger. We have tons of pieces that were actually on display in the Hall of Fame that are in our inventory being cut up now. That's insane. Wow. You know, but I'm buying unique, crazy stuff all the time. And so really what our key is, you may notice our products have moved away a little bit from autographs and hockey. Sure. A little less autographs, more game use. Right. Because that's what we do the best. Upper Deck, no other company can touch us in game-used hockey, no doubt about it. I, I agree. I th- I, not I, even close. Yeah, yeah not even close. You're, uh, drop the mic. Yeah, over. Drop, the <laughs> drop the mic over. Your last uh, used product, uh, ITG game-used. In the game-used? Yeah. Uh, just recently, Lumber Kings. People yes, love this stuff. Yes, Lumber Kings. We make such low production. And the memorabilia is real and good. Mask Man was good. It's cool stuff. Yeah. Mask Man, who would have thought that just metal pictures of hockey masks sure. would sell for $50, $80 for just metal masks? $30, right. $20. These are base cards, kind of. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. it's crazy. The, it but is you crazy. did it right, though, because everybody collects goalies, though. They collect so the goalies. They, collect yeah. the they goalies. love the masks. So you put a whole set and, out with the and goalies. And I'll tell you, I'll get a hot tip for you. There's stuff. one card in there that wasn't supposed to be released. Okay. And I think I saw one pop up on eBay. So if you hear this... If it's still there, you should buy it. Okay. <laughs> but it was, um, I'm trying to think, it was a Capitals goalie. I forget who it was. Oh, it was supposed to be Oli. Oh, Oli, okay. Goalie. But instead, we accidentally put Jim Carrey's picture on it. Oh, okay. So wow. we pulled them all out. As we were collating, we were pulling them out. But I saw one on eBay. Okay. So I know that one or more slipped out there. Oh, okay. I would bet that there's probably no more than, I mean, a handful of cards total existing. Okay. So for the guys that are collecting that set... That card should not exist. And if you sure. have one and you want to send it back to me, I'll send you like an equal autograph for it if you want to get rid of it because I would love to have those back because they shouldn't be out there. Sure. But that's one I just saw. I think yesterday I was bidding on stuff on eBay and I saw it. Oh, oh wow. wow. So if you're out there and you're hearing this, no one knows it, there's probably less than 10 copies of that card in existence. Wow. That's crazy. It's, Let's tell it's all my ridiculous. hockey friends back home yeah, in, in D.C. Now, you guys don't go buying the card now. <laughs> yeah. Let someone out there hear this. Let's talk about uh, something else you guys that recently came out or is coming out. The the Babe Ruth product. The came out Friday. Came out Friday, okay. Yeah, it's just a value-driven product. I mean, think about this. First off, it's beautiful. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I saw, I saw, I saw yeah. some pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. The photography is fantastic. But you're getting two game-used bat cards in every box. Okay. A Red Sox bat, which means it was 1920, wow. 1919, I think I the bat was yeah. from. Okay. Yep. So you got a Red Sox bat and a Yankee bat. Wow, okay. So we cut up two bats. So you get a bat card from each team in each box. Okay. Two Yankee Stadium seat cards from the original stadium where Ruth actually played. Okay. Jeez. And two base cards. And the base cards will be collectible. People will want that set. Sure. It's oh, gorgeous. For sure. Yeah, sure. for sure. So you're getting all that in a box. And what a box itself for? 155, 160, something like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, two bat cards, two seat cards, two base cards. It's a value driven proposition. Plus. There's a cut. Sure. There's oh, a bat course. barrel and a bat knob. Oh, wow. Stupid. I mean, they're, they're so gorgeous. Huge. I mean, they are gorgeous. So it's really a value. It wasn't designed to be like this crazy chase thing. It was designed to be a way for a collector to buy one box. Sure. And get some cool Ruth relics. Right. At a value that they couldn't buy the cards on eBay existing from other companies for. That's very true. That, yeah, that's very true. We only made 175 cases. It's so little production. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like you guys did with the Muhammad Ali stuff. Very low production. Ali, Pele Immortals. Yeah, yes. Back to Ichiro Immortals back yes. in the day. Those were f- unbelievable. I mean, right. Ichiro Immortals was so beautiful. I mean, really one of the things I'm most proud of that we've ever done. I loved it. It was. I was living in Seattle when that came out. So you and loved it. I, <laughs> I absolutely loved that. Here. And the cards were gorgeous. Right. They were book autos where you get the on-card autograph of Ichiro and then a booklet of... Just incredible guy. Ty Cobb on the other side. It's just stupid. Sure. I mean, it's amazing. Stupid, stupid stuff. Speaking of stupid stuff, the reason we brought you over here 
because we heard you telling great stories over there. Oh, yeah. At the other table. And you were telling a story about a guy who won a, a batting practice hour with Pete Rose. Can you, can you break that down God, for us? I hope he doesn't listen to this because I feel really <laughs> bad. But the guy wasn't – he didn't handle it right. But <laughs> anyway, so we so we put in the original Babe Ruth product we made. We okay. made a blaster box. for. Oh, we made a, a hobby box that had one – Cart one Rose autograph a box premium like inscriptions and all kinds of cool stuff autograph bats whatever sure back before Rose got a little cheaper than he has like he has now but it was a great item but one of the big chases was Pete signed on a card you get a batting practice with me wow so I paid Pete Rose to give a batting practice but not just any batting practice you got to get flown to the Field of Dreams in Iowa where they filmed the movie okay and you get to go on that field for an hour batting practice with Pete. Not like he looks at a couple swings and says, hey, see you in the casino. We're talking about an hour batting practice with the Hit King. Sure. Yeah, I would have bought some of that product it if I don't know about that. So the guy pulls it, <laughs> writes me a letter that's like five pages about how this is a life-changing thing. He's bought cards for 20 years and never had anything this amazing happen to him. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm so excited you got this. You know, I want someone who just, this is a life-changer for me. He told sure, me yeah. Pete Rose is his favorite player growing up. It's magic that he got it. I was like, so excited. He's going to tell wife. everybody. I told my wife. Great. The right guy got this for once. It's not some... You know, some suit from Wall Street that got it or bought it right. on eBay. Sure. This is a real fan. He says, the only thing is I've never flown on a plane before. Okay. I said, well, you could drive there if you want, but I'm not I'm not driving you, clearly. Sure. And he's like, no, I'll fly. I'll fly. I'll do it. I want to I see Pete. I want to see Pete. I said, okay. So I bought the guy a plane ticket. This is why we don't do too many experiences and products, because it is complicated. Sure. So we say, okay, <laughs> we'll fly you there. We buy him an air ticket. Turns out the day the air ticket's supposed to be used, nothing doesn't get used. No show for the flight. Nothing. Oh, um, my goodness. So I try to call the guy. The guy won't call me back. Nothing. Nothing. The next morning, we go to Field of Dreams. I've got some great stories from this, too. But we go to the Field of Dreams for a charity softball game the next morning. Okay. Pete's supposed to give the batting lesson. This guy, I think, maybe came some other way. and He drove. Sure. He'll show up in the morning. He doesn't show up at all. Oh, oh man. man. And I'm like, what a bummer. You had a chance to have a batting lesson from Pete freaking Rose. Sure. Right. The best part is the Monday after the game, I get a call from the guy. And he wants me to give him something else because he didn't. He he was nervous about getting on the plane, so he wanted a different prize. That's crazy. And I that's, said, "Are you kidding me?" That's and amazing. He said, "How dare you not give me another prize because I didn't get to have a batting practice with Pete Rose?" And I put my head in my hands, <laughs> and I was like, I, you know, "The customer's always right." Sure, but maybe not this time. I right, think this right. time yeah. the customer was the customer is almost always right, except this time. That's that's a and I was like, "Are you kidding crazy. me? Come on, how do you miss a batting lesson with the hit game?" Man, I would have walked there. You would have I mean, figured something out. I would have Ubered something. Something. Oh that, yeah, man. Pete's great. absolutely insane. Pete's great. And I can't believe you'd miss something like that. But it's just it was just amazing to me that you didn't like call me and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm scared to fly there." Sure. All right. So I have to ask: Did you take the batting practice with Pete? No, no. no. We, we hung out. We hung out. I, you know, I played in the game. Sure. Okay. I played in the charity games. So we actually were standing out in the corn stalks. Oh wow! Nice. And they announced us one at a time. We came running in from the corn. Oh, that's it's awesome. like, are you kidding? I'm wearing a Black Sox type. Jer- I'm wearing a sure, jersey, and sure. I'm coming out from the corn. I'm like, this is like a magical experience that is only possible because of this industry. Sure. Absolutely. It's amazing. Absolutely. Cool. You know what? I, I don't know if you heard the stories that I told. I'll tell you one or two real quick. Sure. No problem. Greatest game ever. I mean, the guys playing in the game. It's like a luminary city of athletes. Of a uh, Hall of Famers, sure, tons of Hall of Famers. I mean, I was playing. I played first base. Uh, Paul Molitor was playing second base. I mean, it's all great players out there. Wade Boggs was our third baseman. Jeez. So That's anyway, awesome. before the game, Pete Rose is our coach. Okay. So Pete's on the bench, and I'm I'm standing next to Wade Boggs, and Ricky Henderson's walking out there because he was our left fielder, or whatever. And so as we're walking out, Wade stops everybody. Oh no. He turns around and looks at Pete, and says, Pete. 
please tell me you didn't bet on us. Oh, because <laughs> you know, listen, Pete for all the good things he is, he doesn't always win. So, so that was a good one. I love that one. But my Way first go at bat, box. I gotta tell you, I'm so excited. My first at bat. I mean, I'm, and there's like a lot of people there. Sure. Right. Yeah. My parents even drove up from Dallas to Iowa because they wanted to see the game. Okay. So I got a little nervous. So I'm out there. Oh, and for I'm sure. Walk out to play, and it's uh, Jim Palmer's pitching to me. Oh, geez. It's softball, so it's not like it's overhand fastball. <laughs> right, 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 right. He's pitching. So I'm like, okay. So I ground out, I ground a short, and I'm running like with all I've got. And I'm pretty quick for a big guy. So I'm running the first like a champ. Ball comes in. Frank Thomas is on first. Oh, <laughs> stretches, geez. gets the ball. I'm out. <laughs> so when I go back to the dugout, Wade Boggs pulls me aside and says, Brian, let me teach you something about this game. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. Chicken man, one of the greatest players ever. Of I, I'll listen to you, no right. question. So he says... If you're going to hit the ball on the ground, you don't hit the ball to a guy with 15 freaking gold gloves, but he didn't say freaking. <laughs> Ozzy Smith was a shortstop that I grounded out oh, to. Ozzy threw me out at first. Like, I had any chance of beating that throw out. No, none. Unless I, like, tied his legs together and kicked him over or something. Sure. There's no chance I was beating that throw out. <laughs> but it was just getting to be around these guys. Sure. And, like, our, tour, our team bus got lost on the way back to the casino where it was all happening, all the events. Sure. So, like, we got to talk baseball. And you hear Pete Rose tell me what pitchers he's scared of and the guys that just had his number and then the guys that he could kill them, like guys that I thought were incredible pitchers. He was like, I <laughs> tore that guy up. I could hit him every time. Wow. I knew where the ball was coming. He pitched me the same, you know. But to hear these guys give real deep, like, baseball, I really didn't appreciate it until kind of hearing these guys talk about it. Sure. Guys they were intimidated by. Right. Like, you tell me, I, Cepeda or somebody was like, you know, that guy, I couldn't hit him. Sure. If I came up to bat, I just gave him my best shot. I knew I wasn't going to hit the guy. She said, I couldn't hit this guy. <laughs> you know, but it's just stuff like that where you hear these things, you're like, okay, that I like. You know, whatever it is. You know, Marichal, whoever it was. Sure. You know. That's crazy, man. You it's fun an, stuff. What, what's what been, like, over your 30 years, what, what, what has been some of your biggest moments, like, in the hobby that you that you personally cherish? I mean, you know what? It's, it's hard because of where we are in the market. We don't get traditional accolades. Like, sure. I was joking with someone here at the Summit about – you know what? I'm probably the one manufacturer who never gets any awards. I don't. And a good thing that's not what drives me or else I'd be screwed. Sure. Because right. honestly, no one gives the appreciation. I think we've kind of earned now. It's fine. It's, and we do what we can do for you know for ourselves. We, if people enjoy it. That's what we like. We like to hear that. If customers like it, that's all that matters. But still, it's amazing when a kid comes up. Like a kid came up to me in Chicago one time. He said, Mr. Gray? I looked over my shoulder to make sure it wasn't my dad or someone behind me. But <laughs> right, right. He was talking to me. I'm old enough now. I guess I'm a mistress to, to an 8- or 10-year-old. I said, yeah. And he said, I got to tell you, your life is like my dream. Oh, wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> let's, let's hear where this goes. Right, right. So he's standing there with his mom, and he pulls out his number one basketball becket and asks me to autograph it for him. Okay, first off, I had nothing to do with basketball. I don't understand. <laughs> sure. It's a good collectible. Why would you want me to ruin it? Right. Sure. I was like, really? He said, please. He said, when I grew up, I want to be just like you. So I'm like, oh, my God, this kid. First off, he doesn't know me that well, obviously. Sure. Right, right, yeah. His, you know, he yeah. doesn't realize it's a hard <laughs> life. So anyway, I signed his Beckett. And I said, hey, thanks so much, dude. I really hope that, you know, I really hope you get to do cards when you grow up because it's really fun doing this. Sure. So as I start talking, he goes, hold on, Mr. Gray. He said, Mom, can you take a picture with me and Mr. Gray? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm going to break the camera, too? <laughs> oh, no. I just ruined your Beckett. Is that not enough? Do I have to take a, ruin, break your mom's camera, too? I took That's a picture funny. with a kid. Yeah. And as I walked off, his mom said that made his show. That was the best thing that happened to him at the Chicago show. I, was you know, to meet you. That's so. And I'm awesome. like, okay, yeah, those are great. Screw everybody who doesn't like what we do. I don't really care. This kid wants to do this because of what we do. Sure, right. 
that's another drop the mic. I mean, I don't need an award to, to know that that's making an impact. Of course. That's powerful. It so, is. like, to me, that's a memory that I'll never forget. You know, obviously the experience is getting to play Field of Dreams. That's awesome. There's oh, cool that's, stuff. That's ridiculous. But in terms of achievement, a handful of products like Itro, I'm proud of that. Sure. I'll take that and say it's one of my best, you know. Pop Century, creating a brand around celebrities that actually worked, unlike all the other ones that failed. Right. That was a big one. Innovating, like with the package memorabilia and the cut signatures and some of the things we do. Those are all achievements that are great. But I think at the end of the day, when I'm all done, I think it's going to be that kid. That kind of thing is just, oh. it's powerful. I mean, it just, it, it makes what we do worth what we do. Sure. You know? I make a good living. That's great. But that kid was like profoundly, deeply impacted by getting to meet a, a punk from Dallas, Texas. You know, that's right. pretty good, you know? I see that's crazy. You, I see you in uh, Toronto and... What I love about you, Brian, is that you're you're very accessible. You're not you're not shooting people away and everything. You're, oh yeah, you're, no, you're, I'm out in front lines. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like something I do, come tell me. That's yeah. great. I don't learn because people tell me they love me. Right. If you told me you love everything I do, we would never innovate, never get better. Exactly. It's only when you say, Brian, really, I didn't like this, or have you thought about doing this? I like it when it's constructive instead of critical, like obscenely critical or rude yes sir but if you present it right i love hearing critical feedback that's how we get better who wouldn't want to hear customers tell you the things you're not doing well that's true that's true that's very, very true. true but you're 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 accessible and that's what i love about you because you, you don't turn people away and you're all you're the interaction is there and it's that's just great because you don't see that from a lot of the other people you know no so. for sure manufacturers a lot of the big wigs you don't see them even here at this event okay you'll only see them slide in and out of a meeting here and there and it's partially because you know, dealers can be difficult, and they can be a challenge, and they can yeah. be critical in a, in a non-respectful way. But we are we like to be on the front line and take it on the chin if we don't do well. Or if we do well and you give us props, man, that goes a long way, too, because it gives me reinforcement that we're doing something that means something. Sure. All right, oh, that's for sure. You know? You know, um, but someday if they want to give me an award, I'll take one. I'll never get one. I mean, it's, just, it's how it works. <laughs> There's always this guy. I get no respect like Rodney Dangerfield. That's where I'm at. That's okay. I mean, I, I learned to live with it. You've been over here for 30 minutes, man. I want to pre uh, thank you for your time. And you guys are yeah, awesome. Before sure. we awesome. let you go, I want you to know I nominated you for an award this year. Did you? I did. I really did. We did. were sitting in a meeting, and I'll vouch for him. Is it honorary <laughs> fat pack number three? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That award I think I can maybe <laughs> no, win. No, 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 Although no. this is a tough crowd for that. You never know. You never <laughs> know. <laughs> this is the card There's world. competition. Yeah. There's a lot of competition in the card world for pool, fat packs. I win hands down. <laughs> yeah. In here, it is competition. That's you know? funny. That's real funny. Well, thank you for the nomination. I certainly did. I was like, this is a great product. It's got to be in this. And I'm assuming it's in the game used hockey. Actually, it's ultimate. Ultimate hockey. It's cool. ultimate. Okay. Yeah. Um, specifically for the Jack Eichel six ultimate six uh, game you, uh, used. There's some sick cards. Yeah, it's in there. so nasty. So don't nasty. worry. There's more nastiness coming. Yeah. Awesome. That's one place good. I'm proud of our nastiness. There you go. <laughs> awesome. That's good. Hey, uh, thanks for sitting down with us, you man. You guys are it's awesome, man. Appreciate um, it. Uh, look forward to seeing you around here. Uh, heard you got a big announcement coming up on uh, on Tuesday, so we'll uh, be a part knows? of that. Hopefully, you got <laughs> it. All right, awesome. you guys. All right, man. Thanks very much. Thank you. Take care, bro. All right, bye, bye. This is Rob Varis from Burbank Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. Man, back from that quick break. That was a quick break. Um, Brian Gray of Leaf. Yes. Breaking down 30 years of uh, hobby knowledge. Yeah, tons of knowledge. Tons of stories. But uh, we have a we next got up. little more unbelievableness <laughs> yeah, in front of us next here. Up, next up on the mics uh, are some new guys in the market. Not so new, maybe some new. Right. Uh, Evan and Sean from Rebuyers. 
Yes. Uh, you might know Evan as the uh, Super Bowl champion, uh, lineman for the, for the Denver Broncos. Uh, yes. Sean, who are you? <laughs> I Tell am, us a little bit about yourself. One of the top eBay sellers in the sports section. There I you go. Invest in baseball. Okay. Oh, all right. There awesome. you go. There we go. It's that simple. And Evan, go. how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, we found out about the industry summit. Uh, what was it? Two days ago, Sean. Just a couple days ago. And <laughs> it's something that we thought would be great for us to come and network and I have a ton of stuff I want to get graded so I just dropped off all of that um, I've already talked to a lot of great people in the hobby and I'm looking forward to just a lot of good conversation here oh yeah for sure man There's everybody the who's who's of everybody is here this absolutely weekend, so it's awesome that's very so. cool I like that you just you just found out about it and you're like Let's go. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, if I had known earlier, we're going to be here no matter what. We'll be here every year now probably, but right, it, yeah. it, uh, the timing worked out really well, and we we're very lucky to be here. And it's in Vegas, so how can you turn Vegas down, right? Yeah, we, uh, we wasted all our luck finding out about it early in Vegas already. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to get our luck back, back, back later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Before Sounds we get good. into rebuyers, uh, last time we spoke, you were still looking for some uh, some – some uh, 86, 87 flare, the, the whole 87, 88. Yeah, 86 through 89. Yeah, so the mega set. how's that going? Dude, I don't remember exactly where we were. I think that I was. You were only about, a few cards away. I yeah. might have been six cards away when I spoke to you. I am now four cards away. Okay. okay. All right. The, and the okay, so it's it's all four years, 86 through 89 flare basketball and the stickers. Okay. Uh, there's 11 stickers in each set. And I'm trying to do the whole set in PSA 10. Okay. I'm missing four cards. And they are an absolute grind to find. Three of them are pop ones. Uh, one of them is a pop three. Wow! And I'm, I'm doing all basically. I'm doing all my own grading at this point because the people that own those are not selling them. Not se- yeah, makes so sense. So I'm just yeah. I'm looking under every nook and cranny to find these cards and grade them. So it, 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 it's 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 been an, a great challenge and a ton of fun for you know someone like me. I, I really enjoy the hobby. So. It's been a lot of fun. If I, when, I, when I finish this, I'm going to be completely lost. Are we going to have a party or something? We gotta <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're definitely going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a summit in Vegas for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very cool. That's awesome. Now, Sean, are, are, what do you collect? Yeah. I collect, mainly stuff from, I collect mainly stuff from the 70s. Okay. Uh, 75 is my favorite set. I sure. really just love the colors. All right. Um, got uh, boxes from the 70s and... Um, really, the centerpiece of the collections, my Brett and my Yacht and Nines. Okay, wow. That's, well, that's PSA yeah. 9? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's wow. tough to do. That's real tough to do. That's really cool. Tough to do. So, um, all right, so we got a couple of nerds in front of us, card yeah, nerds. A couple of ge- card geeks. Yeah. 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 Amen. They're our right. favorites. And we're, they're looking right back at two other ones. So. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so that's that's uh, totally awesome. And everyone listening better be a nerd, too. Yeah, yes. they're, all, they're all nerds, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, only one of us has a Super Bowl ring, which, you know, I saw it with you. You have it with you? Get out of here. I don't usually wear it because it's kind of gaudy, but I, I know people want to see it, so I put it in my pocket. What? So for all the radio viewers, here it is. Wow, there I'm it is. I'm showing it to them right now. Wow. And you can just picture it. Let's take a picture of that. That's pretty cool right there. <laughs> but we'll take a picture of it after the yeah, interview and post it up. So you guys can uh, uh, yeah, check yeah. that out. That is nuts. seeing things on the radio is tough. That's why we do radio. Yeah, that's yeah. we have a face for radio. We could for an hour and describe it to them. We could, yeah, no. It's shiny. It's shiny. That's very shiny. What it, it has the big fifty on it. Wow! How many how many diamonds? I have I have no idea. You have no idea. No, I, I have a uh, an appraisal certificate somewhere, but I don't even know the details of it. I just know I love it. That, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, as you should. <laughs> it's easy. As you should. All right, guys, uh, let's talk about rebuyers. What is it? Break it down for us. Yeah. What are you trying to uh, do? What, what are you doing? Sure. So, as an eBay seller, one of the main problems that I have faced with the website is once I sell an item, 
I'm done. My, my client really doesn't hear from me again. My customer gets sent items from ev every other person in the industry. Sure. And so out of necessity, I started emailing and speaking to my customers about only my items. Helped my sales increase. Ah. And so we took the opportunity and we opened up rebuyers because it helps each seller's customers see only their items. Okay. And so it's a marketing automation for a seller. Once you set it up, you're done. You, every sale you make, your clients receive thank you messages. They receive cross-sold items from you. And they also are asked to join your email newsletters. All right. And then they hear from you a couple times a week, and it's only your items. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I just saw dollar signs in Paul's eyes because he is very yeah. money mind. <laughs> so. yeah, well, that's what I like about it. I saw some stuff on Facebook and Facebook is so much more personable because you get to see the profile of the person. You can kind of put them in a chat, you know, have a chat with them and like have a conversation. eBay just, it just, it's so impersonal. Yeah. You're behind a wall. It's yeah. Like you're a behind a wall. Yeah. You're yeah. hiding there. Like yeah, you're amongst everyone. And like Sean was saying, you, if you buy an item from a seller, that buyer is remarketed to with all the other items on eBay, not just yours. Not just so yours, So what we're right. doing is, we're, like Sean's saying, we're building those email newsletters that go out full of the items that that seller is selling uh, on a regular basis. Everyone that's getting the email has opted in to receive those emails. Okay. Um, and we, since we just launched, we're offering our most basic service for free. Okay. For, okay. for a period to allow sellers the chance to see the tangible results. Makes sense. Of what the sales increases that will happen uh, with us handling the marketing. Wow, oh, it makes perfect sense, man. Because to be able to add some kind of personal touch with the with the with the the, uh, the buyers is amazing. Yeah, absolutely, so. especially in an industry like the, the the card industry, where you have a lot of repeat buyers. Right. There, you know, Sean sells a massive amount of cards on eBay, and a lot of those people are going to be rebuying from him, whether they even tried to or not. Right. But to be able to put that stuff in, in front of people um, and let them know that it's there they're going to keep them coming back you build the brand awareness um, and it, it works on so many levels for sure and then you can offer promos you can have sales you can do combined shipping i mean exactly. there's so exactly. many things that exactly. just make it so much easier for the the consumer rather than having to go to eight different people to buy to try to finish a set or something like that so exactly. man i like it you like, like it a lot. I, I can tell that you like it a lot because yeah, like <laughs> you're taking over the interview. You're like, yeah. I have so I, many I, ideas already. Yeah. I, I well, can yeah. See that that's the, what the, I do. See it spinning in your head. That's really cool. So uh, let, how's the site work? Is it is all different cate all sports categories? It, or every Everything. Okay. It doesn't matter whether you are a sports seller. It doesn't matter whether you sell electronics or clothing. It'll work for you. Okay. So oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So basically, they can, they, once, once the seller signs up with us, they we, we're an eBay-compatible application. So... They authorize us through eBay, and they change some PayPal settings that allow notifications to be sent uh, that trigger send a trigger subscription, and then everyone's invited to join the email list. Okay, that's, that's the very basic. That's our most basic service. Okay, there's, there's other services that have, have been evolving behind the scenes that we're going to roll out later. Okay, that's the most basic service. Um, all the shopping is still done on eBay. We're just putting the items in front of the buyers. Sweet, perfect, very simple. Does it sound too complicated? And yeah, it sounds like someone could should have figured this no, out no, a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, but it's fantastic. Five ten minutes setup, right? And then everything else from there is completely automated. Sweet. You set up, you're done, and. And can you add server? to it? Like, if you if you're doing a seventy five set, can you then you add different like different parameters to just get your information, uh, or like. Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. But a lot of it's automated. If you have requests, you can send them to us. If okay. Wanting to run certain promos, you, you're assigned an account manager that'll 
do that. So if, say, you're breaking a 71 set, 72 and 75, okay. uh, you let them know, hey, I'm, I'm doing 71 and 72 in addition to this one. We can get everything you want featured. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, because like you're trying to track down certain cards, you sign up for it, and you'll be able to get notifications from the guys that are yeah, putting those different for the cards out. Especially that I buy from a lot. You know, right. Some guys that I really do just I, I do a lot of business with. Like Sean's one of them. I buy a lot of cards from Sean, um, and to wake up on a Wednesday and have an email sent from his company full of items that he's just listed. You know, it, it's pretty cool for someone. To, it, you know, who enjoys shopping for cards like I do. For sure. Sure, for sure. That's <laughs> awesome. It's one of the better ways to stay on top of what your favorite sellers are doing and the pr best promotions your sellers are offering. We do get exclusive promotions that are only offered through rebuyers. Where you may get 10 or 15 or 20% off your purchase because we're working with the seller to do that. It's awesome. So I, I sure, I'm just, it, it seems like a natural connection between the two of you to, to hook up and do this, but how, how did that progress? How did you guys... It's it started with Sean being a dealer. I mean, I've met a lot of card dealers and sellers, and Sean happened to be located in the same city as me. Oh, okay. So it's you know if I'm buying a bunch of stuff from him, he we can meet up to do the deal, or I can sign stuff to him, and we, we just started interacting a lot that way, and then conversations just progressed. I think Sean and I connected on a very basic level that we're both work addicts and we both have to stay busy. And now that I'm I've retired from football. Right. It's just like, what do I know? I know I know cards. I know right. eBay. I've been selling on eBay since 1999 when I was selling Beanie Babies in high school. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk Got about that for a long time. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, like, like you said, it's pretty much a natural connection. And we get along well. We, we're, we're hard on each other. Uh, we work well together. Sure. Deal. Awesome, That's awesome, man. How big is the team? How big is the, the rebuyers team? Right now we have um, our development team, which is a, a, they're a team of their own. Um, we have our marketing guys and our sales team. So right right now it's around ten to fifteen people. Some of those are outsourced help that might not be permanent long term. Yes, sir. Uh, but it's around there right now. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, yeah. so guys, go check that out. Rebuyers.com. Yes, sir. All right, go Rebuyers. check that out. Uh, get all hooked up with that and uh, get what you need through yeah. Rebuyers. Do you guys have a Twitter or anything else you want to plug or, or talk about? Any other way to get a hold of that that information? The website's the best way. Web, best way, yeah, best, website's way. Okay. best way. All our contact information, even even more information about the business is there. Okay. Um, you can also sign up for free on the website. You just set up your account, go through the uh, needed information, and you're done. Done. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, Evan's on, but I'm always on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, EvanMathis69. I don't post as much as I used to. I used to be kind of a Twitter addict, but I'm always reading on okay. there. You guys can post a picture of this piece of jewelry on there if you like. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> we will do that. As he we will do the that. Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. Uh, I know you guys uh, uh, want to get get out and mingle a little bit, so we're gonna let you guys get out of here. Thank you very much for stopping by, making yeah. some time for us again, and uh, um, we're here for a couple of days, so maybe we can do this again. Yeah, yeah we, man. We pleasure really as always. Appreciate you having us. Yeah, no, right. no problem. Man. Enjoy Thanks, your guys. time, guys. Here. Right. Thanks. Bye bye. This is Steve Grad from Beckett Authentication, and you're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. Um, wow. <laughs> Dude, it's only like half day one. Yeah, we're not even a full day into day one. We're not. And, uh, not at all. We're going we're gonna to call it wraps with the first two interviews that we had. First, Brian Gray, almost 30 minutes of Brian Gray, um, CEO of Leaf been in the hobby for 30 years and he was killing it. just killing it in the hobby he really killing it um you know there, there's a lot of stuff that's been said about brian gray haters are gonna hate haters are gonna hate uh, uh as uh as my as my guys in the wwe would say shout out to wrestlemania today 
Couple haters. Couple haters. Couple haters. But um, man, he know he's been in the. He's there's a reason he's been around for thirty years. Right. He hasn't gone anywhere. Right. You know. I I don't know. I can't. I, I got not. I mean, I got nothing but good things to say about him. To be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. I mean, he's um, that was. That was an interview that I, I wasn't quite – I didn't quite know what to expect. Right. But when he sat down, it was great. And I, I really appreciate him taking the time to come over and do that because he didn't have to. Not at he, all, man. He he's been busy. He's, he's talking to everybody here. Yeah, he talking really is. Talking to everybody, shaking hands, doing the whole thing. And the, just everybody everybody knows him. Yeah. You know, and is talking to him. And he's just doing lots of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I am uh, very cool that he sat down with us. I'm, I'm very thankful, too. Um, and then we follow that up with um, a Super Bowl champion. If you need him, yeah, because you got to follow Brian Gray up with somebody big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't gonna earlier. The funny, well, we, we, it was Evan Mathis. Obviously, you right. guys listened to it, but uh, right, right. earlier when he walked in, you you had you didn't recognize him. I did not recognize yeah, him. Yeah, in my defense, there's a lot of people here, and there's there, a lot of stuff yeah, going on. Th- so. There is, there's yeah. a lot of people here, and there's a lot of stuff going on. And I looked at him, right, and I was like, I was like, I, t- I looked at you. I said, that's a big dude. You know, yeah. I, was like, I said he's a big dude. And I didn't realize that you didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize, catch it. it you I didn't, didn't catch yeah. it. Went right over my head like the plane this morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, he came back in, and um, we he, we talked a little bit off air. And then we sat down, and he gave us some pretty good insight to uh, this new company called Rebuyers.com. Rebuyers.com. Uh, great concept. Yeah. A very direct concept, if you will. For sure. Um, wow. And it's a, it's a new business venture, and I, and I really – yeah. I really like hearing hearing that in, in the hobby where things can get stale sometimes. Oh, for sure. So, um, but him and Sean, Brian, Sean's yeah. no no slouch, man. Sean, yeah. Sean's got it going on. Sean, uh, Sean looked a little uh, looked a little, you know, a little timid. Like first, first time on the radio, man. Uh, first, first time, time on, on the radio. radio. I but give him props, man. He did well. But he, he was able to come over and uh, jump on, and and he did he did really well. Had to get him on the mic, like had to get him up close to it. Yep. But after he did that, he was fine. Killed it. He actually killed it. Killed so. It. So Man, we yeah. are we killed it today. I think so. I think we got there's a lot of stuff going on yep. right now, like around us. There's a lot of stuff happening. Registration is still happening and, and yada yada yada. Yep. Steve Grad's in the house. Steve Grad's over there complaining that he's never on Beckett Radio. Yeah, he'll be on tomorrow. Guys. And he'll be like yeah. he'll he'll probably be on later. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's over there chilling. Uh we got Beckett grading in the house. We got uh, you know, hey, COMC's in here with us, you know? COMC, two bros just walked in. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot going on, man. Yeah, a lot um, going on. A lot going on. Uh, a lot of stuff going on tomorrow. Killing we, it. We have uh, an early morning, uh, fast-paced, quick hitter session with Ryan Cracknell. If he can get here, Ryan's, Ryan's poor guy, man. Delayed. Yeah, delayed. 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 He, delayed. <laughs> he's been in. He's been in Europe for the last ten days. Got back, and he was supposed to get on a plane like six hours later to to come to the summit, and. Um, it's been like another yeah, six it's hours. Been since another he six can't hours. Get on the plane. Can't get on the plane. So uh, he he's supposed to be here. So tomorrow, what we have, what we're supposed to have is uh, Ryan and Rob Bertrand from um, well now GTS Live. Right, right. Um, they're they're gonna sit down together and they're gonna sit down with some of the you know some of the more known more known names here in, at the summit and get some get some information from them and there's some of their perspective. We're gonna be. Uh, Probably periscoping that or Facebook living that for yeah. you guys. So yeah, you yeah, see yeah. It. Um, Later on in the morning, we're uh, you and I are going to sit down with Greg Coons from uh, from Leaf. Yes. Um, Susan, I'm going to mess up Susan. I'm just going to call her Sue. Just call her Sue. Just Sue's. Uh, Everyone knows who that is. Yeah, Sue's from Tops, 
and then one Mr. Tracy Hackler is going to be with us as well. That's going to be a, like a it's going to be a conference call roundtable. It's going to be cool, and it's going to be f- the it's it's based. The interview is based around customer service, uh, customer service interaction uh, through social media and um, their different platforms. The way they do that, so uh, we're look we're looking forward to that. It's a that's a big that's a big fun. Also, yeah. Rob's going to join us for that one as well. Mr. Barris? Yeah. No, no, no. Bertrand. Oh, Bertrand. Bertrand. oh I'm sorry. Sorry. sorry he's sorry. he's joining us for that one as well. Um, sorry, I saw Barris a little earlier. Yeah, today, you saw so Barris. I'm, I'm sure he'll be on the show too at some point this weekend. Yeah. This week. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, I would. We're working on a Rob Varis, Lisa Stiletto, uh, Mike Fruitman sit-down interview. Awesome. If we can work Doesn't that out. get much out. bigger than that. Yeah, th- those are just three giants in the uh, in the hobby shop world. Yeah, man. Three three guys that do it right. Uh, who else we got? We got the NFL PA here. We have um, <coughs> the MLB. eBay's going to be here, too. eBay's here. Amazon's here. Uh, MLB PA is here. The NBA PA is here. Uh, just... It is our first time here. It's our first time here, and we're looking forward to to being able to put this on a platform for you guys to check it out, and uh, I hope that you guys appreciate it. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna get done. We're gonna get done here. Yep. Uh, we got we got a reception to go to. Uh, we're gonna walk we around and mix and mingle and uh, see make some some pitch. Maybe set some more interviews up yeah, for so later this yeah. weekend. Uh, see some people that we know. See some meet some people we don't know. Word. Um, put some names to faces and and, and such, but um. All in all, what it's going to boil down to is it's it's going to lead to Beckett Radio being bigger and better for you this week and moving into the future for as sure. we as we make these new connections. So, um, really excited for that to be happening. Um, all I guess the best thing for me to tell you is just to stay tuned. Stay tuned. S- uh, be watching our Twitter feed. Watch our face uh, the, the Beckett Media Facebook page. Yep, the, yep. Uh, all that stuff, so um, we can get you the best information possible because. We just now tweeted a picture of us with Evan Mathis in that Super Bowl ring. Yeah, just chilling. Just chilling with the Super Bowl ring. Yep. I, I like the fact that he carried it in his pocket. Put it in his pocket. He, he said it's too gaudy. It's too gaudy. I don't want to wear it. So he, he keeps it in his pocket. Uh, Steve Grad actually put that on, and it was bigger than Steve. It was. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was big. Yeah. So um, we, we got all that. And um, I think what we're looking forward to the most is just – the community and seeing this seeing it in this platform for sure so for sure. um guys stay tuned the rest of this week we will be bringing you a few shows a day at least, at least two shows a day hopefully yep yep uh, if not one big one at the end of the day for sure so that's all coming up thanks for hanging out with us today for this podcast um we're in vegas can you cue the drake in vegas you, you have to cue the drake because i don't want to cue anything else all right I'm, I'm, can i talk about vegas for a minute you can talk about whatever you want to. Usually we end the show with Beckett whatever. Yeah. So we'll, right, let's, we'll do, let's do a, do a little we'll whatever. What we don't have to go right now. So um, I've been we've been in Vegas for what time is it? It's four thirty. Yeah, it's four thirty. So we've been here for eight hours. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Hey, yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's been a little different than what I expected. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, I'm not a gambler. Nope. That's not to say I'm not going to go down and try a slot machine. Right. But right. I just, I'm just like like. The things is just just it's just not it's not a place for me. It's not grown on me yet, and I don't know that it will. But I'm gonna give it a second chance. Yeah, we got some time. Yeah, we, we got, got some, some time. time. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, by the end of this week, we can talk about some things that we did like. Right. And uh, one of them is gonna be the buffet. Yes. <laughs> which we're going to soon. Yeah, we're going to the buffet a little bit later tonight. You uh, you enjoyed a breakfast buffet this I did. morning. It was really good. How was that? 
It was good, man, because you know why? Well, I was crunched for time. Okay. And I could do a buffet to go. To so go. They all gave right, me a right, huge, right. I mean, a huge to-go container. Which sure. I've never seen one that big. With compartments and everything, man. It was exciting. And they said, go. And yeah. I went. And, and I went. just shoved everything in there. And when you know what? When I came back out, they handed me my drink, my silverware, my bag, and boom, I was on my way. And you were done. I was on my way. I like that. Fantastic. I will say this. The views from our room, beautiful. Very nice. Absolutely beautiful. Very nice. We are staying. I'm on the 24th floor. You are on the 25th floor. Damn, I'm way up there, yeah, man. You're, yeah, but we got we got the uh, the link out there. The the pool of the Flamingo is right below us. So you get to see all the beautiful people down there. Yep, yep. Uh, Frankie Poo just walked in from Ultra Pro. Yep, he did. Uh, just, he, yeah, he's excited <laughs> he's to be excited. here. He's excited. We, we actually got to run now because we got to go help him carry some more stuff in. But uh, other than that, guys, uh, I guess I guess we can just say just stay tuned. And uh, until next time, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.